Ah! Uh-huh. 
And then, Father, I ask that you bless the Associated Ministers right, right now. Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. Bless Reverend Jenkins this morning. Yes, Lord. Bless Reverend Cook, Father. Yes, Lord. But they all stand in need of your blessings. Lord, I just want to thank you, Father. Thank you, Lord. Thank you for leading me and guiding me, Father. Right yes, now. Thank you, Father, for thank all you, that you've done for yeah. me. And now, Father, I just want to thank you for thank these you. men that stand beside me right thank now. You, Lord. Thank you. I ask that, Father, that you continue to bless them and keep them in your care. Right now, Lord. Lord, we just want to thank you. Thank you. For we have so much to be thankful for. Yeah. Thank you, Lord. Yes, sir. Thank you. Thank you for your goodness. Right now, Thank you for your mercy and your grace. Thank you, Father, for your faithfulness. Thank you, Lord God. Thank you. Truly, you are an awesome God. Yes, he is. And then, Father. When it's all said and done, yeah, we ask that you just give us a home somewhere yeah, that I can yeah. where we can just sit around and just praise your holy and righteous name. It is in the blessed name of our Son, Jesus Christ, yeah. that we do pray. Amen, amen, amen.
Let's now prepare for our response of reading. Amen. O Lord, thou hast searched me and known me. Thou compassest my path and my lying down and art acquainted with all my ways. Thou hast beseeched me behind and before, and laid thy hand upon me. Whether shall I go from thy spirit, or whether shall I flee from thy presence? If I sin if I take the if I take the wings of the morning and dwell in the uttermost parts of the sea altogether, even there shall me, and thou right hand shall hold me. Let me know that God's word is already blessed. Everyone say amen. Amen. Let that quiet your cry to give us a selection right now this time.
praising the Lord. When the praises go up, the blessings will come down. And you gotta know that. You're not praising him because everything is alright. No, no, you're not praising him because you got everything you want and need. You praise him just because who he is. And he's worthy of our praise, isn't it? Amen. Amen. We take this opportunity to visit anyone that's visiting with us in the sanctuary for the first time today. Stand so you feel a personal welcome. Amen. Amen. Give us your name, sister. Don't forget to sit down. Don't go away. Don't go away. My name is Angela. I've been living like y'all my life. And I never came to this church. Glad you're here today, aren't you? I don't have something for you today. Wouldn't let me go home. So I love to know that my church is going to church. And I see I need to be fair some more. So I thank you all. Amen. You're a good ground day, Sister Angela. We all got needs. We don't know what your needs. We all got some needs. Come on, God, children got some needs. But we want to let you know you're on good ground. And whatever you ask for, God, for He's going to come through for you. We just ask you, when you get that blessing through, that you give us a shout out so we can give you a praise for what also through on for you. Amen. Amen. We welcome you in this place today. Amen. Let me take your seats in the presence of the Lord. Amen. Good to have you here. Amen. It's good to see so many of us. Some of us have been traveling and some of us have returned back into the sanctuary today. We're glad to see everyone back. Amen. Amen. My prayer that uh, you have a wonderful Thanksgiving holiday. Yes. You put the Lord first in everything. Spend time with your family. Family is important. Amen. And giving God thanks to everyone. Thank God for seeing each and every one of you back in this place again. Sister Marjorie, come on, give us our announcements, please. Praise the Lord, everybody. Praise the Lord, church family. God is good. And all the time, He is mighty, mighty good. We welcome you to our worship services this morning. We are so glad to have you, those here in the sanctuary and also those who are online. We welcome you to our services. These are our announcements for today, November the 27th, 2022. I was glad when they said unto me, let us go into the house of the Lord. We are now preparing for print our 2023 um, calendar and directory. And I'm asking each of you who may have moved since the last printing in 2022, January of 2022, if your address has changed or your phone number has changed, has changed, please let me know. We need to update our directory so we will be able to contact you in times of need or we just want to say hello. How are you doing? Are we missioning church? We need to have that information. So if you would be so kind as to give it to me after the service, uh, it would definitely be appreciated. And we're talking about since uh, January of 2022. If anything has changed as far as your information, please let me know. We want to inform you that our weekly services, uh, Bible study, prayer service, and mission for the month of December is, um, uh, we're not going to be having it, as a matter of fact, it's suspended for the month. Each December, every year, uh, we give time off to each one of you for those services, and we will reconvene those services January 2023. Our Sunday school is now preparing for its annual Christmas program, which will be on the third Sunday 
morning during the Sunday school hour, December the 18th. So we want to remind our children and parents, um, the director and assistant youth director, I'm sure have already advised you, you know what you're doing. So we're looking forward to that presentation um, December the 18th at 9.30 a.m. Today we celebrate all of you who were born in the month of November. So join us in the dining room for our birthday goodies. I know you're going to be there because I'm going to leave the line. <laughs> Amen. Not my birthday, but I'll be back there to celebrate with our November birthday babies. We ask you to continue to break all the sick, shining, bereaved, and of course those who are waiting for the holidays. Pray for our pastor, leadership, and the church at large. We give God all the glory, all the praise, and all the honor. Today's scripture comes from Psalms 100, verses 4 through 5, King James Version. Enter into his gates with thanksgiving, and unto his courts with praise. Be thankful unto him, and bless his name. For the Lord is good, his mercy is everlasting, and his truth endured to all generations. We now turn it back to the hands of the pastor. God be glory, govern yourself accordingly. God has really been, in spite of all that has gone on, all that has happened, God has really been very good to Jerusalem this year. Amen. The one the other in the midst of growth and, and learning that God is doing his thing for us. Amen? Amen. And that's very important. He's getting ready, us ready for the next level. And I, I am confident. I know I see it coming. I see it coming. So I'm trying to keep all you on the boat. Stay on the boat. Keep taking classes. I don't want to lose nobody off the off the ship. Stay I don't care how rough it gets. Stay on the boat. You will not be able to handle that level if you don't stay on the boat. Amen? Matter of fact, Pastor can't have you in the next level if you can't stay on the boat. You need to be doing God's work. Amen? Amen. Amen. Thank God for each and every one of you. It's offering time. The Bible says, bring all the tithes in the storehouse and be me in my house. And prove not a child of God. See, I don't open up the windows of heaven. I'm pouring you out the blessing that you cannot receive. Those of you that are online that have wished to give, or you can look at those comments there, and you see that cash app flash through those comments on that Facebook page. Yeah. Amen. Amen. And of course, you can always send it into the text message, or you can always bring it into the church yourself. <clears throat> Amen? Amen. Amen? Amen. So we know that we can be God-given. Mm -hmm. We know that. We know that giving is a part of worship. God said that, uh, he said, try me now. He said, prove me, child of God, try me. And see, no, no, open up the windows of heaven and pour you out a blessing that you cannot receive. Yes. Amen. He said, I will also repeat the vow for your sake. Amen? Amen. Amen. God bless you. Let's bless his offering in advance for what we are about to give. Well, Heavenly Father, right now in the name of Jesus, we actually bless your people that are about to pray for that which you bless them with. Father God, we understand the principle, we know the rule, we understand what you have given to us, Father, to do. Father God, all of us in our minds might not even be in a position to give. But Father God, we're going to call those names are not that are not as if they are. And we're going to walk by faith, not by sight. Father God, know you know what we need when we need it. You got cattle on a thousand here. So bless you, people. I come against the spirit of poverty and failure in the lives of your people. 
Father God, the heads of those households, Father God, they try to be obedient to your word. Father God, I ask you to make a way out of no way for them. Enlarge their territory, Father. Allow them to find favor. Father, allow them to occupy houses that they have not built. Father God, allow them to own lands that they did not cultivate. I ask you, Father God, that you just be the Lord that you are in our lives. Bless your people, Father God. Bless this church, Father God. Let this offering be used for the betterment and upbuilding of your kingdom. And when given days are over down here, save us a place anywhere in your kingdom will be just all right with us. And all who love the Lord say amen. 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 Stand, church, and give us in the back.
I'm just saying to eat it up. I don't know what y'all are. When a good meat is being fed, I don't know why you don't want to show up. Amen? Amen, y'all. Make sure you come now, okay? 9.30 every Sunday on Sunday morning. God bless you.
gospel according to say Mark chapter 5. Yeah. <clears throat> gospel according to say Mark chapter 5. I'm going to shine this on the spotlight mm -hmm. of verses 1 through 20 of God's according to Mark chapter 5. We're reading you this morning from the King James Version. Mark chapter 5. We're getting at the first verse, verses 1 through 20. <laughs> Y'all say amen. amen. And they came over unto the other side of the sea into the country of the Gadarenes. And when he was come out of the ship, immediately there met him out of the tombs a man with an unclean spirit, who had his dwelling among the tombs, and no man could bind him, no, not with chains. Because that he had been often bound with fetters and chains, and the chains had been plucked asunder by him, and the fetters broken in pieces, neither could any man tame him. And always, night and day, he was in the mountains and in the tombs, crying and cutting himself with stones. But when he saw Jesus afar off, he ran and worshipped him, and cried with a loud voice and said, What have I to do with thee, Jesus, thou Son of the Most High God? I adjure thee by God that thou torment me not. For he said unto him, Come out of the man thou unclean spirit. And he asked him, What is thy name? And he answered, saying, My name is Legion, for we are many. And he besought him much that he would not send them away out of the country. Now there were there, and there was nigh unto the mountains a great herd of swine feeding. And all the devils besought him, saying, Send us into the swine, that we may enter into them. And forthwith Jesus gave them leave, and the unclean spirits went out and entered into the swine, and the herd ran violently down a steep place into the sea. There were about 2,000 and were choked in the sea. And they that fed the swine fled and told it in the city and in the country. And they went out to see what it was that was done. And they come to Jesus and see him that was possessed with the devil and that ha and had the legion sitting and clothed in his right mind. And they were afraid. And they saw it, told them how it fell to him that was possessed with the devil and also concerning the swine. And they began to pray him to depart out of their coast. And when he was come into the ship, 
he that had been possessed with the devil prayed him that he might be with him. Howbeit, Jesus suffered him not, but said unto him, Go home to thy friends and tell them how great things the Lord had done for thee and had compassion on thee. And he departed and began to publish in the capitalist how great things Jesus had done for him and all men did marvel. The 19th verse I'm going to grab this and try to tag this text. Passion of scripture from How be it Jesus suffered him not to be, be come with him. Go home to thy friends and tell them how great, tell them how great things that God had done for thee and had compassion on thee. I like to tag this text. A possessed man turned preacher. A possessed man turned preacher. One of the things that makes me glad I'm a Christian is that the love of God meets us where we are. He meets us in our mess, in our pitiful condition, in a dreadful and sad state of affairs. And he doesn't ask us to get clean and then come meet him. He doesn't say get off dope and then come meet me. He doesn't say leave your junk and come meet me, but rather he gets in it with us to give us strength to get out on our own. Christianity is always coming down. God is always coming down. His incarnation, his becoming a baby in Bethlehem is about coming down. His dying on a cross on Calvary is about him coming down to save us and to rescue us. To redeem us because we can't come up to where he is. So he has to come down where we are. He meets us in the middle of our mess. I want you to notice a moment this man's condition. He is demon possessed. So much so that the demons turn him into a raging maniac. He cannot live in polite society. Because he screams, he shrieks, he shouts out uncontrollably. He's noisy, he's a bother. His family has grown weary of his antics. The culture no longer welcomes him in polite circles because he's unpredictable. He's uncontrollable because he is possessed by the devil. The devil has him so that he cannot even live at home with his family. He lives out in the tombs. He makes his dwellings among the dead. He can't live with his wife. He can't live with his children if he had any. He cannot be invited to any social gathering. He is not welcome in the temple or tabernacle or the sanctuary. He's not even invited in polite society because they bind him with chains 
and the demons are so strong that he breaks the chains. They bring him out to the tombs. He comes back to town. They bring him back to the tomb. He comes back to town because he's possessed by some devils. What a pitiful condition. He's uncontrollable. He's unscripted. Scripture says untamable. How do you get to the place where a man has become untamable? That needs to be tamed. You tame bears. We tame bears and lions. How out of control must a man be that he must be tamed? They put him in chains. They lock him up in chains. And the demons are so strong that he breaks the chain. Cuts himself with stones. Demon possessed. There are persons like that under the sound of my voice right now. They don't want to be on drugs. But the demons are so strong. They're trying to break the habit. But the demons are so strong. They're going through things in their life they need to quit. But the demons, the spirits are so strong. The Bible says until you bind the strong man. Until you get rid of those spirits and those demons. And replace them with the spirit of the living God. He will come back with demons seven times more stronger than he is. Once you have evicted the bad spirit. What happened in his yesteryears to drive him to the tomb? What switch, what clicked in his life to make him a man that needs to be tamed? At some point he may have been upright in a manner of resistitude and character. But now we find him in the tombs, cutting himself with stones, screaming with no clothes on. But then Jesus doesn't just happen by Dr. Jenkins. Jesus passes that way on purpose. In verse 1 through 7, the man is wild and out of control, untamable, in the tombs, no clothes on, cutting himself with stones. Screaming, bleeding in the tomb from verse 1 through verse 7. He's wild and needs to be tamed. But in verse 8, I know I'm in the book, Jesus shows up. Holy Ghost, help me. When Jesus shows up, a difference is made. Quite a difference between verse 1 through 7 and verses 8 through 17. Because in verses 1 through 7, is the man's sad condition. Yeah. Verses 1 through 7 is the man's sad condition. But starting in verse 8, he encounters Jesus. Yeah. In verse 8, if I may repeat myself, he encounters Jesus. Uh-huh. The man then moves from a sad condition to the Savior's conversion. Right. From a sad condition to the Savior's conversion. And when he sees Jesus, the demons in him start screaming. Uh-huh. Now I want I want to get this, the, the brothers. The, the, let me let me share this with you here uh-huh. about this insight in this text. The power of the Holy Spirit yeah. is stronger than the power of the devil. Yeah. Uh-huh. Because even though the devils in him are screaming, watch me now, watch Pastor. He still runs towards Jesus to worship. Uh-huh. Oh, I know me the boy. He still runs towards Jesus to worship, even though the 
The devils are pulling him, but he knows that Jesus can help him. So when the devil's pulling him, he still runs toward Jesus to worship. And there's some people on the sound of my voice this very morning. The pull of Satan is still strong in your life, but yet you got sense enough to listen to this program this morning and show up in church this morning. Because no matter how the devil has you tangled up, the Holy Ghost knows how to get you free. I need somebody who has been set free from your habit, from your addiction, from your problem, from your hammer, from your issue, from your mess. God can set you free. And whom the Son has set free, the Bible says he is free indeed. You shall know the truth, and the truth shall set you free. You don't dare who you say, you don't care who you say next to. You don't care what they say about you after church. It doesn't bother you how they look at you when you stand up and give God all the praise. You don't care how they touch the person next to you and say, she acting. You don't care about that. I know he isn't making all that noise over there today. Yes, I am. Yes, I am. Because I've been set free in me. God has delivered me from your definition of me. God has delivered me from my God definition of me. I know, I know, I know what I was. I know what I was in verses one through seven. But in verse eight, since I met Jesus, my life has changed. I'm no longer the same. And the demons in him says, "What have we to do with you, Son of the Most High God?" The devil recognizes who God is. We in church might get stuck on stupid and don't know what power God is. But demons in hell tremble at the name of Jesus. Say, so what do we have to do with you, son of the son of the most high God? Come on, come on, I implore you. I the King James Version, Dr. Jenkins says, I adjure you. I adjure you. Leave me alone. And the devil makes you want to hug your habits. The devil makes you want to stay in your addiction. Because listen to me, sin would not be worth the time it takes to get involved if you didn't enjoy it when you were there. I defy any Holy Ghost full person in here this morning to say that you didn't enjoy sin while you were involved in it. Everybody who sins enjoys it, or else you wouldn't do it in the first place. Everybody who in sin enjoys it for a season. The grip of the devil, he's holding this man. But the power of the Spirit makes him run to Jesus, fall down in front of him, and begin to worship him. Watch Jesus, watch Jesus, digging cup. The spotlight, the camera, the lens is always on Jesus. Yes, yes, come on. It's no longer about the man. It's no longer about the demon. Verse 8 says it's about Jesus. Yes. He speaks, come out of the man. Come out of the man. You unclean spirit. Uh-huh. Jesus says, since y'all want to talk, you devils, I got a question for you. What is your name? Yeah. And he said, my name is Legion. Uh-huh. 
For there are many of us crowded in this man. And many of us here this morning, can I get a witness? Can't even name the stuff we got, some of us, got going on in our heart. One day we speaking, one day we not speaking. One day we happy as we can be, the next day we woke up on the wrong side of the bed. One day we're talking the best we can be, the next day we don't want to talk to nobody. We are under attack from all kinds of spirits. There are legions of spirit trying to possess you. Sometimes you got to look at yourself in the mirror and say, did I really just do that? Did I actually just say that? And if you didn't do it or say it, you'll be saying, did I actually just think that? I just got to read in the Bible. I just left church. Can I get it? I wish I had some honest Christians. I need some honest Christians here today. There's some of us here struggling, just trying to put one foot in front of the other because we recognize that we've got some personality going on in our own lives that sometimes we don't even know who we are ourselves. But thank God for Jesus, Mr. Thomas. He can come and set you free from your addiction, free from your personality problems. You can go home. Hello. Oh, Dr. Jenkins, they're going to be mad at me now. You can be, go home and stop saying you act that way because you're a Sagittarius. I'm that way because I'm a Leo. I'm a Leo. I'm that way. I'm a Cancer. No, you're not that way because you, you know, you just that way because you got ugly, nasty ways. Y'all don't want me to teach class on astrology. You want me to go there. Y'all going to be upset. It's satanic. You're the way that because you got ugly habits. You want to cuss people out because you just want to. You want to tell people off. You want people to be scared of you in your office and on your job. That's why you got that look on your face. That's why you look so mean right now. Those that can see me. If I was a younger preacher, I'd be scared. I'd be sitting down right now. But y'all know, I ain't scared. I've been doing this too long. Listen, when the devil has control of you, you don't even know it. You don't even know how other people perceive you. But Jesus comes to let you look in the mirror of your own personality and see that if you're not like him, Something's got to change. Do I need to repeat myself? Jesus, the Holy Spirit, Jesus comes so you can look into the mirror of your own personality. And if you don't look like Jesus, something's got to change. Jesus says, come out of the man, you unclean spirit. What is your name? Legion for we are men. Uh, church, preacher, pastor, I got to go. Got to go. Got to try to close this thing. And the Bible says, the demon said to Jesus, don't make us leave. Jesus said, you got to come out of this man. And they said, well, send us into that herd of swine. Listen, the devil's trying to make you believe he's got all the power. But whatever he wants to do, he's got to get God's permission to do it. Oh, y'all ain't feeling it. He's got to get God permission to mess with you. Yes. Uh -huh. I wish I could see it right there. 
He asked Jesus for permission to go into the swine, and the scripture said Jesus gave them leave. They got in the swine, the swine lost their minds, ran over the cliff, drowned, and now the camera is back on the man. Yeah, yeah, come on now, come on now. In verse 1 to verse 7, he was wild, uncontrollable, needed to be tamed, naked in the tombs, cutting himself with stones, and shrieking and screaming day and night. But here he is now, after meeting Jesus, clothed, sitting, and in his right mind. Can I share a spiritual insight with him, Dr. Jenkins? Look what I found out from reading the text, Deacon Frillo. While he was wild, screaming, cutting, in the book, while he was wild, screaming, cutting himself, nobody's afraid of him. But as soon as Jesus delivers and heals him, they're all afraid and concerned. Do you understand me? God gives us an aura, a power that devils around us have to get out of our presence. I love this. That means that when I walk into a room, I don't care if you talk about me. When I walk into a room, they're going to be uneasy just because I walked in. Because my presence stirs the atmosphere. If it ain't right, it got to get right. If I'm a state. Because I'm not just not an average Christian. I am blood-born, battle-tried, went some stuff, do some stuff. I done been through too much stuff, and you can't make me doubt him. He gets ready to leave, and the man who just got delivered wants to go with him. Finally, Jesus gives him a commission. Jesus, you got to preach. Y'all said, you can get up top of her, right here in the chat. She said, he said, he leaves, he said, I'm not going to leave you in a terrible condition. He said, you got to go back. You'll do better going back. With your family and your friends, yeah. and letting them know how good God been you. Yeah. 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 I cross-reference this verse, Dr. Jenkins. Your pastor been in the book, and I cross-reference it. It said, when he told him to go back, I cross-reference that to the Psalms, and it, it means to publish, yeah. to speak loud. To talk about. When Jesus commissioned him and told him to go back, he said, You got to tell somebody how merciful God been to you. In the book of Revelation, chapter 12, the Bible says that they overcame the enemy by their testimony. Y'all hear me? It's your testimony that defeats the devil. 
back. I said, go back home, talk to your friends, and tell them what good things the Lord has done for you. How the Lord has compassion on you. And when the Lord delivers you, go home. Go back to your heart, New Jerusalem. Go back to the place where you used to hang out. And let them see what good things God has done in your life. As far as I can see, if y'all don't mind, everybody in here is an act something. It's an act something. So you ought to go back to the people you used to hang out with before you knew the Lord. You ought to go back to the people you used to smoke with. Go back to the people you used to drink that Jim Bean with. When you go back to the people you used to, to party with, let them know what good things the Lord has done for you. There's nothing wrong with shouting on Sunday morning and waving your hands and praising God in the sanctuary on Sunday. But you got to get out there. You got to get out of these walls and go back into your community and live your life in such a way that they see a change has come over here. Go back to your old running brothers and let them know what good things God has done. When Jesus passed by, he makes a difference, Dr. Jenkins. I'm sorry, I kept y'all long enough. Let me get on out of here. I want to tell y'all what the difference it makes when Jesus passes by you. Can I get a witness up in here? There was a woman at the well who had five husbands. And one day Jesus passed by while in the shade of Jacob's well. This woman came to draw water. Jesus converted her soul and she ran into the village and said, come see a man that told me all that I ever did. That's what happens when Jesus passes by. Is it not the man, the Christ? Jesus makes a difference when he passes by. Jesus passed by and made a difference in the life of blind Bartimaeus. Seated on the highway while he was begging Sister Amy. But he meets Jesus and the Jesus restores his sight. There's a woman with an issue of blood. She's been suffering 12 long years. But then she meets Jesus. He was passing by and she doesn't have a chance to talk with him. But she just reached out and touched the hem of his garment while he was passing by. And he says, somebody has touched me. And the woman said, Lord, it was I. Jesus said, your faith. Can I get a witness on here? Your faith has made you whole. You don't have to go to the woman at the well, Sister Thomas. You don't have to mess the blind Bartimaeus. I don't even have to go to the woman with an issue of blood. All I got to do is stop by 5541 Southwest 21st Street. That's New Jerusalem Missionary Baptist Church. Under the leadership and understanding of the Reverend Dr. Warren Clark, like I myself a promotion director. And guess what? There are some saints in here that Jesus done passed by. Can I get a We got Sister Andy Thomas, Jesus passed by. And she told you she has faith for cancer. They gave her a heart, the worst chemo they can give her. But look at her now. Can I make this thing 
talk about pastor. When Jesus passed by me, I didn't have much to ask for. Dr. Jenkins, I say, Lord, just make me a better pastor. Make me a better preacher. Make me exegete the text a little bit better. And God said, you cause your anointing gonna cost you something. Can't you stick? Can you stand it, my son? I said, Lord, I'll go to you with the ends of the earth. And I thought about it. I sound just like Peter when God told me when they found me three times. And I started going through some stuff, y'all. I started going through some stuff. And I said, what did I ask for? Should I ask for this? But every time I get up, I feel a little bit closer and I go a little bit higher. So I try to bite my lip and, 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 and don't complain, y'all. You hear me? I said, Lord, can you let pass this cup from me? Because I really don't want to have to go through this. But I want to do your work the best way I can. He said, son, hold on. Hold on. Just a little while longer. Dr. Jenkins, guess what God took me, Dr. Jenkins? He said, you don't have to wait, son, for me to pass by you. He said, just pass by me every now and again. He said, on a hill, far away, stood an old, rugged cross. Tomorrow may be too late. 
Ready, hand, let's pray. Well, Heavenly Father, right now in the name of Jesus, we thank you for the message. We thank you, the Holy Spirit, to come about and let us know that, Father, that no matter what we go through, no matter what oppressing us and depressing us, Father God, that you are a strong deliverer. Father God, right now, you are, you are the supreme commander. You are you rule and you super rule. We thank you for being higher than any other spirit. So, Father God, take control of our life. I ask you, Father God, right now, that you come into the lives of your people and come against any foul and malignant spirit that's risen up from the depths of hell. Come against them, let the blood of your son Jesus be pleaded. Be pleaded against them right now. Father, deliver us right now when we need deliverance. Fight our battles for us. Put a hedge of protection around us when we need protection. Build us up when we're torn down and strengthen us when we're weak right now in the name of Jesus. It is our desire to do your will, Father God. Our spirit is willing, but our flesh is weak. So, Father God, strengthen us in our mind, spirit, and body right now in the name of Jesus. Father God, don't do it for my sake. Do it for your name's sake, lest they say we serve a dead God. Right now in the name of Jesus, we claim the victory. We speak it into the atmosphere right now. And we speak it over your people. We claim it right now. In Jesus' precious name we pray. And all who love the Lord say amen, amen, and amen. The chance to give God
fallen and present us faultless before his exceeding grace, may there always be dominion and power both now and forevermore. And let the church say, God is holy.